Praise God. Pastors shared that 13 years ago, I was a show and tell for Rachel. So today I will take the liberty that she will become my show and tell. <laughs> I'm going to bring her on the stage very soon. She doesn't know that thing. Uh, if she can take an uh, experienced man when she was only, I think, five years old, for show and tell, so definitely this experienced man can bring her on the stage for show and tell. Get ready, get excited now, Rachel. <laughs> Church, thank you for your monthly support, supporting the orphanage, girls, they're doing great. Uh, they have learned English. And the most exciting thing I have seen among the girls, they became good worship dancers. I mean, they, are, they do best choreography. I have not seen in America. Uh, thank you for praying for them. Thank you for helping them. Church, thank you for sending your pastor and his wife and the team to India. Um, we have a few teams, they come every year, but they just come. Oh, you didn't get it. I said, we have a few teams, they come, and they just come. So they can go and tell the church they had a mission trip. But Livingstone came, they got connected with boys and girls and the Bible college students. No doubt we have young, young people like Jeremy was there, Josh was there. But we had some experienced men uh, like Robert, uh, I don't know whether he's here or not, and Pastor Paul. They played soccer. I mean, they played soccer with them. And when I saw the energy and the zeal Pastor Paul has, I know he is going to go for the next 15 years without any problem in this church. I, 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 I believe. I'm 66 and I have so much energy. And I'm going for the next 20, yeah, 23 years more now. Um, because 2012 I told my church I'll preach for the next 25 years after a heart attack. After my heart attack. And I'm doing good. I love to come. It means I have a lot of choices. I do travel a lot. Many churches. Some are small. Some are big. The last church in January I spoke was just 93,000 people. So... I, but I love to come to Living Stone. Um, I feel this is my second home. Uh, I love the people here. I love the men of this church. And I love Pastor and his family. I think we have great time of sharing joy and sorrows. I mean, we, we, we love it. Um, he speaks to my life. I speak to his life. It's, uh, mutually, we are growing together. And I pray 
this is my prayer, the church will be united, everyone will be harmonized, and we'll see the kingdom of God expanded. I've been to many churches, I never saw uh, something on the wall, Project 131. What a, what a project. And how the leaves are coming there. Uh, I got inspired. I will do something for my own church, which is not the church today because uh, Thursday they demolished the building completely. So the whole church is meeting in the Bible College building. Uh, first time in 69 years, there's no church building for them. Earthquake, a tremor came, foundation was cracked, and building became unsafe. But God is a good God. I think God is a good God. He's going to do his work. You know me, I come here every year, same time. Same time. Uh, God willing, I'll be coming back next year, same time. There's a reason. Because of Rachel. There's her birthday. Her birthday comes the end of April. And the second reason I come same time, because the ice cream shop opened the first May. And Pat, uh, you missed something yesterday. Rachel and I had a good ice cream yesterday. Uh, nothing like uh, ice cream, what you get in Red Deer. Nothing like that. Um, the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. I'm not a man pleaser. I don't have to do, I don't have to please anyone. Only person I have to please is my God. Nothing and I want to just move by the Holy Spirit. What Holy Spirit tells me, I do it. If people don't like it, I don't come back. So that's all. That's all. Simple, very simple. Uh, I'm a simple man, and I follow simple guidelines. If you don't like me, fine. See you in heaven. But now the allow, please allow the Holy Spirit to take over this service. Without Holy Spirit, we are nothing. Everything 21st century church should do because of the Holy Spirit. We don't have worship without the Holy Spirit. We cannot witness without the Holy Spirit. We cannot walk in love without the Holy Spirit. We cannot work without the Holy Spirit. We cannot sing without the Spirit. Yes, people sing, but that's not a song. We need the Holy Spirit. It's a critical need of 21st century believers. We need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not just a wind or fire or a dove. Oh. I've been, I've seen some churches, they do. I, they do like that. Everyone stand up, you know? Pastor will do the same thing. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit is a person. Third person of the Holy Trinity. And that third person is here. Yes. As the third person is here, 
I want everyone to stand in the presence of the Almighty God. Everyone, please. Please stand in the presence of the Almighty God. I know what time I have to finish. There's a clock there. And this is the 13th trip. I never go over time unless I see signals I can go over time. Everyone under 30, I want you to come to the altar. Everyone under 30 years, just come to the altar. This is your defining moment. <clears throat> Everyone. When you come to the altar, remember presence of God is here. Just come close. We have plenty, plenty room. Yes. Plenty room. Come close because still people are coming. I want to make sure they have room. They have room. They have room. Plenty room. Plenty room. Now my show and tell come to the platform. <laughs> Give her a big hand. Hope you are getting a message across when I brought Rachel to the platform. A connection between old generation and the young generation. Hope you are getting that thing. I don't know why Holy Spirit asked me to do this one. I never did it in first service. A connection between the old and the young. Church, you see how many young people at the altar. They're not looking for another message, another teaching, another seminar, another conference. The cry, we went, you will hear from Dr. Billy Wilson the same thing. He's a speaker of Wednesday night and Thursday night. He will say something. They send the leaders to 89 countries to take a survey. What is the greatest need among young people? Under 30. The greatest need among young, young people, number one, they are looking for godly father and mother. If church will have godly fathers and mothers, these young people will make a difference in Canada. I had a great time yesterday with Rachel asking. I was trying to get everything from her. And she was very transparent, open. I said, Rachel, what do you want to do for your future? Do you have any plan? She said, yes, I have a plan. I want someone in my life. Godly. Number two. Without knowing that uh, this was survey was taken by Empower 21, the people are looking for a family. This young generation is looking for a family. She said, I want someone in my life 
who is family oriented parents you have to create that climate in your home when your children young people come to your home let them feel this is the safest harbor for them when believers experience man and woman time has come for you and I that you impart anointing to this young people mental go must go from older generation to the young generation i want you to think very seriously god is not giving you 133 acres land just so you can say we have 133 acres land god is giving you that 133 acres land with a definite purpose experience man and woman of this church i want you to i want this is my desire my heart cry this morning that you will adopt someone from this altar say i will become your spiritual dad i'll become your spiritual mom i'll become your spiritual mentor i'll become your spiritual coach i'll become your spiritual teacher because satan is working overtime among the young people and i want these young people must be empowered today not next sunday it's too late they must be empowered this is the defining moment for their life they have to seize this moment and experience dad and mom believers it's your time it's your time today to impart the anointing i know there's not much room but we'll make the room we'll be done at 12:30 don't worry i'll finish at 12:30 but i want to have the holy spirit take over the service i do not want to leave red deer I do not want to fly from here to Indiana to Illinois to Seattle to New York on June 10th to Chicago, uh, India. I don't want to do that thing. If you are not touched by the Holy Spirit today. Every young people at the altar, I want to close your eyes. And every godly men and women in the church who are not at the altar i want you to stretch your hands toward the young people stretch your hands toward them presence of god is strong right after the first service as i was just going out to look for pat i need a cough drop there were three ladies sitting on the back pew and holy spirit talked to me said go and pray for them i touched that young woman and she was start crying as just read her mail and the woman next to her said this is her first time in this church listen to me we have come in the church we are not playing game here 
We want something to happen in the lives of these young people. God is going to reveal many things. God is going to transform this life for eternity. Stretch your hand. And I want to raise your voices to heaven now for them. Go ahead, go ahead, cry out, cry out for them. Cry out for these young people. Shield of protection. Shield of favor. Shield of favor, oh God. We thank you, 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 oh God. We thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When every eyes are closed at the altar, very important, listen to me now. Yesterday also in the men's ministry, I went to seven men, right? I never asked anything. I just touched them. And they got touched by the Holy Spirit. God came through. God showed up. And God is here. He wants to transform your life. How many of you at the altar will say that you will live for Jesus without any compromise? Without any compromise. Who will say, yes, Dr. Thomas, I want to live without any compromise. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. 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 What about Shatarabha? Oh God, God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. You're doing your work this morning in the lives of the people. We thank you, Lord. You can put the hands down. No one is seeing. Please, 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 please do not see. I want you to close your eyes. The adult and the experienced people don't see. I want you to keep praying for them. Jesus loves you so much. I'm going to tell you, Jesus loves you so much. That's why he has given you this opportunity this Sunday morning. When your eyes are closed, who will say, yes, I'm living in sin. I need a cleansing. I repent for my sin. Please don't allow, allow me to come to you. Because I have done in many churches in North America, many churches, I have interacted and read their mail. I don't want to do this morning. I just want you to be very honest before God. Say, God, I'm not living a clean life. I'm not living a holy life. Lift the hands right away now if you're not living a holy life. There are 27 people who have made a confession before God. Heaven is rejoicing. I say heaven is rejoicing and Satan is in trouble. He is so much discouraged. He says, I'm a failure. Yes, he is a failure. Father, right now I pray 
for these 27 young people who have made a confession that they want cleansing. They want to have a repentant life, a sanctified life. Pray that you will give them grace that they will live a sanctified life. Sanctified life. We thank you, Lord. You can put the hands down. I'm glad when I see this many people in the church, it gives me great joy because I know something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Young people, you love Jesus Christ. He died for you. He suffered for you. He rose again for you. And he said, if you love me, you'll follow my commandments. Young people, at the altar, if you've never been water baptized, I want to challenge your hearts today. Show your love to Jesus Christ through obedience. Say, Dr. Thomas, I've never been water baptized, but I want to take water baptism, please, for me. Put the hands up. I want to see how many will become obedient. Thank you. Thank you, young girl. Anyone else? Two. Anyone else? Three. Four. Anyone else? Five. Anyone else? Six. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I want, believers, listen to me, just for five minutes. I just take another five minutes. I want in this church experience who are more than 70 years old, 70 and up, please come and join me at the all, on the podium, or on the stage, right on the stage here. Just come and join me. Those who are about 70, make a way for them so they can come. We are going to show the church, show the world that we believe in young people. Just come and join us. Come on, brother. Come on, sis. Come on. About 70. Young people, they can say to you, living for Jesus is a fun. Living for Jesus is a blessing. I said, living for Jesus is, is a blessing. I said, living for Jesus is a blessing. We have room, we have room. We'll make a room. Just come and join us. We'll make a room. Now, church, see the connection now between the old generation and the young generation. We believe in you. We love you. And we want to let you know this morning, you are not the future of the church. I'm just telling you. You are not the future of the church. Whether you like it or not, you are not the future of the church. You are the future. No, you are the church of today. I said, you are the church of today. And we believe you can take us to the next level. I said, you can take us to the next level. We believe, we believe with experienced people here. We believe with experienced people that God will help you because we will be praying for you. If this many people pray for you, Bible says, if two or three agree together, that's all I said, I'm like two or three. So if I take Donovan here, there are two, and Victor is five there, four. And what about all these? We have more people here. So we are going to agree together 
that God will shield you with his favor. Oh, you didn't get it. Shield you. Psalm says, he will shield you with his favor. If you have the favor of God, you don't need to worry about anything. He will shield you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. We believe. That's why we travel all over the world. All over the world. We believe. That's why we started Empower 21. Not I. Dr. Billy Wilson. That empowering this generation for next generation. So we want to empower you. We, want, we believe God can use you. And we want to see you more effective than us. We will not have any jealousy. I tell my, my young people, young leaders, always, if they preach better than me, I'm so happy. I want to see that day. You have a lot of creative ideas. Come and talk to us. We are here to listen. We are here to uplift you. And God is going to do something special. Brother Donovan, why don't you lead out in prayer for them? Here, Mike is there right there. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Papa. Abba, Father. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That they would come. Yes, God. Oh, what a wonderful thing yes. when a little granddaughter comes and says, yes. Papa, Grandpa, I love you. I love you. Oh, God. Lord, we call your blessing upon this young people. Oh, God. Oh, how you love them, God. Yes, oh, God. You weep for them. Yes, oh, God. Father, we thank you for them. Oh God, we thank that you brought them to this place. Lord, we thank you. We ask you to strengthen them. Yes, oh God. Give them great victory, oh God. Let them hear your voice. Let them respond, oh God. For you have plans for them. Oh God, we thank you. You've Lord. called them for a time such as this. Thank you, oh God. Lord, the time is short. Yes. Oh God. And Lord, you desire to see you love all people. Oh God. You desire that they be touched by you and you use these Thank young you, people and Thank us you, older folks. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise today. You're an awesome God. Yes, Lord. We love you. Thank Lord, we thank you for your blessing upon them. Let them not go away today without being close to you. We pray, oh God, that they would hear your voice and they'd say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, send me. Help me be what you called me to be. In, by the Holy Spirit. And we give you praise now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I was watching our experienced people here. And I don't know the name of this brother. He was broken in tears. Brother, you have anything to share today, this young people? Just Paul. God bless you. What a, what a, Closing remark, God bless you. Go with God's blessing. Let his face shine upon you and be a strong witness for Jesus Christ. Do not compromise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And those who have raised their hand for water baptism, heaven is also rejoicing with you today. We love you. Please take your seats. Thank you very much. My show and tell, go and take your seat.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have 21 minutes to bring something very important which I started in the first service. I will not repeat what I said in the first service. But I want to let you know we can live with confidence. As we can live with confidence in the midst of catastrophe, crisis, challenges, trials, difficulties. I just want to leave some practical suggestions today based from the Word of God and based from my own personal life. My dad used to say, you'll find three kinds of preachers. One who will preach from the head, one who will preach from the heart, and one who will preach from the life. We need more preachers who can preach from their life. Make it very practical. So here, very simple. You all will have trials. You will say, no, no, I don't have. Watch out. It's on the door now. It'll be there. I have never seen any Christian immune to trials and testings. It's part of life. It happened to me just on April 13. Happened to me on December 22nd when the young boy who has memorized Psalm 119, Psalm 116, Psalm 23, Sermon on the Mount, book of James, book of Ephesians completely sold out for Christ at the age of 15. On 22nd December, he was killed by his own people. Because they didn't like, he became Christian. His uncle is in my home for the last 10 years. He's staying with me because um, he became Christian. His mom cut his arm. He's with me for the last 10 years. Um, so after that death, that killing, I'm changing the policy of the orphanage also. I will not allow them to go for 10 to 12 years. They have to stay with me only. Otherwise, they cannot come. Because uh, things are changing so rapidly. Tough situation. Pray for us. Number one. No matter what happens to you. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Very important. I'm telling you this is the thing I have done in my own life. When things are getting bad to worse. Instead of just talking about the things and circumstances, I have learned to keep my eyes on Jesus Christ and stay focused on him. Stay focused. Young people, adult, mature saints, stay focused on Jesus Christ. Because Hebrews says, he, Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. Stay focused. Number two. Pray without ceasing. Bible ex exhort us many times. Pray without ceasing. 
Pray when things are going good for you. Pray when your pantry is full and you have a lot of friends. Pray when all the friends have left you and your pantry is empty. Pray, pray, pray. Because we have a God who is entrusted in your prayers. We have a prayer answering God who will answer your prayer. When the earthquake came and the building inspector came and said, Sir, this building is unsafe. You have to get rid of all the students from this building and you cannot have worship on 13th April. I said, Lord, thank you. You're going to do some better thing for us. Building is demolished. We are putting a building three times bigger, more stronger, and one of the best building in my state, not the district, the state. It'll be ready. Keep praying instead of just talking about what happened. We spend so much time what goes in our life and we never pray. I said, we have to learn we have to pray, oh God, thank you. We don't know, we don't understand what is happening, but we pray because you ask us to pray. It's not a choice, it's not an option, it's a commandment. He said, pray. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Bible says in the book of Jude, pray in the Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit can help you to intercede. He will help you when you don't know what, how to pray. Holy Spirit will help you. In your tough situation, when you are between the rock and unreasonable situation, illogical situation, Theologically wrong. Just one example. God told Abraham, kill your son. Theologically wrong. You just told, do not murder. Now you're telling, kill thy son. Theologically wrong. It may happen all the time. I can give you all, many, many examples from the Bible. Unreasonable. Doesn't make any sense emotionally. And, and during that time, just pray. I was, I'm done, I was attacked many times, many times externally. That never put me down. I'm done. I was always up. I said, thank God, something's gonna happen now. Good. Ben, but when you are Hit internally. When people attack you from inside, then it's very hard to cheer up. But I learned the secret through my wife. In the midst of that, she said, let's cry before God. She cried like a baby. Even at nighttime, I could hear her. So I have learned from my own personal experience to face the challenges of your life Difficulties of your life, crisis of your life, 
we must pray keep on praying question come how long we should pray just remember the word push pray until supplication heard keep on praying number 3 again the situation so now don't let your environment dominate your lifestyle or don't let your environment be controlled or contaminated by your problems sometime our problems contaminate our environment you have only one environment believers christian our environment is the presence of god nothing else you and i have to be in the presence of god always but sometime the problems difficulties they contaminate your thinking and we forget we are in the presence of the almighty god stay stay there enjoy the presence of god this presence of god can do many things in our life it can release power strength joy the presence of god can do many things in our life number 4 don't be afraid to reach out for help even psalm 11 says that thing do not be afraid sometime when problems trials difficulty come we want to isolate ourselves we don't want to mix with people we first thing we do no more church not going to church now we, are, we don't need to go to church you stay home do not disconnect yourself from the house of god number 2 do not disconnect yourself from the people of god you need them we are needy people i said we are needy people i have never seen yet to see i'm christian for 58 years i have yet to see a superhuman being or super christian i have not seen we all are needy people i said we all are needy people we need each other that's why i appreciate the friendship we have with uh, pastor paul and the family I share all my joys. I share my challenges and problem. I share with him the the attack I had on 13th of April internally from inside. Listen to me. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I will call. I have only listen to me. I have a lot of friends. Lot of pastor friends. Lot but i don't allow i will never allow everyone to be in my inner circle those who come in my inner circle i reach out for help because i know they will pray for me they will not put me down you have to have people on your path or in your life you can reach out to them say i'm hurting i need help Let's pray. 
And I will tell you, you can face your challenges because now you got another prayer partner, intercessor praying with you. Number five, I'm going very fast. It's very important now. I have learned this thing. And so it is very practical. Stay close to the people who will empower you, not discourage you. Oh, you didn't get it. When we are in the difficulties or trial or crisis, some people will say, oh yeah, I know. You have done something wrong. And that's why God is punishing you. Instead of encouraging, they discourage you. And the discouragement can take into depression. So you, as Christian, must know how to associate with people who can empower you in the midst of your difficulties, problems, and challenges. God is a good God. And when you are in association with wise people, book of Proverbs says, when you will walk with wise people, you will become wise. So let's be very selective. I'm not saying that you have to ignore everybody. I didn't say that thing. I didn't say that um, uh, a church of 800 people take only one. I didn't say that thing. I said it very clearly. Associate with people who can help you to have edification, who can empower you, who can help you to have a fresh encounter with the Almighty God. Stay away from people who are negative. They will kill you. They will take you away from your focus. In the midst of the difficulties and challenges, I said, I will associate with only people who can. So why is happening now? I'm building a big building. When they killed that boy in December 22nd, first week of April, I went to that village. It took me 27 hours to reach to that village. There was no road. We have to have a special jeep to go in the river. And we went to the jungle. Because of that influence we have in India, government gave us a protection, a special protection. They call uh, FBI, like you have FBI, we have CIDs. Their vehicle, I was in their vehicles. I went to the village. I didn't say a single word to that community who killed that young boy. I said, we are here to love you. And I fed 900 people that day. I win the whole. What I'm trying to say is, nothing should stop you. I said, nothing should stop you to reach to the goal and the purpose what God has designed for your life. People and things and circumstances will come on your way. These three things. People, circumstances, and things will come on your way to take you away from your purpose and your goal. Ignore them. Ignore things. 
not people. And it's associated with people who will say, yes, yes, Matthew, you can do it. You can do it. You can win it. You will have victory. I have extra boost. I'm going to do more things. I'm, I'm telling you, in spite of all the internal challenges I have from inside, I'm doing a lot of things. I just got an email last uh, Friday from my office that uh, we have received um, approval from Indian government to open the clinic. It took almost four years, four years. I was in the court for four years. We got it. Now, what I'm going to do? People think, oh, this is the best way to make income. It's not for income. We are going to give free service. I already talked to the doctors. The local doctors, I said, I need your day, just a day, four or five hours a day. That's all. Once a week, I need you. They said, we are willing to help you. We are going to reach more people. Listen to me. I'm going to reach more people through clinic than my conference and crusades. I will do it. We are building a school. 33 classrooms. Oh, 33 classrooms. You never heard about that. Big school. I told Pastor Paul, when you come, you will see my building half done. We don't have money. You have not seen flyers, brochures, nothing from my office. And I will not do it. They go, God gave me the vision. That's his problem, not my problem. <laughs> I'm very simple. I, I, I told you, I'm very simple. I don't have all these uh, uh, techniques, you know, I don't have. I just hear from God and I do it. That school will be one of the best schools. I have already made connection with the central government. We will give them central government education. It means my kids can go. They can do 9th and 10th grade and do the 11th grade in England. They are accepted. It will be e-education. It means people from China and Japan will give the math teaching. Life side screen, every student will have a laptop. So I don't have to hire high-skilled teachers. I need someone who can just push the buttons and run the screen and have the best education. Listen to me. Nothing will stop you if you have confidence. And I read this scripture this morning, the first, that effect of righteousness is assurance forever. In chapter 32 of Isaiah, verse 17. So you and I, believer, must have an assurance that we have a God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. Calvary. God for us. Pentecost. God in us, we can face any challenge, any difficulty. We will do what God has asked us to do. A simple next step, which I have done. I made one mistake, now I will not do that thing. Please do not make any decision for your family, for your business, for your church, when you are really tired and pressured, don't make decision. Just wait on God. Say, Lord, I'm waiting, God. I heard from even Pastor Paul. I said, I'm just going to go and pray. I will pray. I prayed. I got up this morning. He said he prayed again. 
That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Don't make any. And next step, very important. In the midst of difficulties and trial and challenge, please do not make any self-analysis. Oh, maybe I did something wrong. That's why I'm going through this trial. Maybe I didn't train enough people. That's why I'm going. Listen to me. Forget about all that. God knows the best. We are his workers. We, we cannot build a church. I'm going to tell you. I cannot build a church. If I build a church, next week it will be down. But by, Jesus said, I will build my church. He is the builder. We are the workers with him. That's all. So I don't need anybody's help. But listen to me, young people, young leaders, listen to me carefully. Pastors, I'm going to do that thing on Wednesday morning. Problem we have in leadership today in North America, because they know how to preach seven messages and two teachings, and they know the high tech, they think they know everything. That's why America is in trouble today. Because we don't have matured leaders. They can download a sermon, but they can never preach from their own life. And they think they have arrived. Listen to me. In the midst of all those things, we Christians, we believers, that we will focus our eyes on you. We will not make a self and number, whatever number you have. <laughs> when it's 12.30, I will stop. That's why I didn't say how many things I will share. Keep rejoicing. Keep smiling. I said, keep his mom. Oh, no, you don't know my problem. <laughs> Learn to rejoice in everything. When your time, go and read the book of Habakkuk chapter 3. Just read. Read uh, writings of Paul. Rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. Keep rejoicing. In the midst of difficulties, keep rejoicing. Just think, I'm doing the funeral of my dad. My dad's funeral. We were, we were very close to dad and mom. All my brothers, my five brothers, sisters, they all came. And I'm doing the funeral. And even the church people told, even Mark Bradford, they all were there. They said, I, can you do it? I said, no problem. I will do it. A few people spoke before. I, then I, I brought my mom to the platform. I said, Mom, I want you to sing. Now, she doesn't have any uh, keys, nothing, you know, music. She just come, picks up the microphone, and she says, it is well with my soul. When she sang, you can ask even some of the pastors who will be here. Hundreds of people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the funeral service. I didn't call funeral service. I call coronation service. We can rejoice in every. I, I, no doubt tears came. No doubt uh, I was broken. But when I came to the platform, I said, I know one thing. My dad does not need a walking stick now. I brought his walking stick. And I brought other stuff on the stage. I said, my dad doesn't need. He's enjoying heaven. I say he's enjoying heaven and he's rejoicing that his son is continuing the legacy. I said, every time a situation, I said, yes, something good is going to happen to me now. 
<laughs> when my enemy came from within, I said, something good is going to happen now. And it already happened. Listen to me, church. Two-thirds of the money for the church building I have. I just need one third now. It will be there. And we will dedicate the church building debt free. My target date is March 2nd, which is Monday. I will do it. I said, I will do it. Because I have confidence. I live with confidence. I don't live with condemnation and complaints and murmuring. I live with confidence. I think my time is up. Last, next five is up. Maybe next time. We can live with confidence. God is our refuge and our strength. In time of Psalm 46, in time of trouble, oh, in time of trouble, he is our present health. And verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Bible says, he is our great tower. In time of need, we can run to him. And we are safe. What a God we have. So believe in a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Believe in his promises. Which are unchangeable. Believe in his plan for your life. Believe in his purposes for your life. Believe in his provision. Believe in his protection. Believe in his peace. He said I give my peace to you. I leave my peace. And then before he went to the cross, he told, it's good for you that I go to my father. I will send another helper who will be with you only on Easter Sunday morning. <laughs> my Bible says he will be with you forever. I said, he will be with you forever. Friends may leave you in the midst of difficulties and challenges. In the midst of building program, leaders may leave you. But there's a God in heaven. He said, I will be with you till the end of the age. Shall we stand in the presence of God? We can live with confidence. I said, we can live with confidence. We can live joyfully. We can live peacefully. Even with all these things happening in April, my wife on 14th, she said, Daddy, you know that all this tension is coming and, and you go to bed, hit the pillow. It doesn't matter. It's a pillow number one or two or three. Like in my room, in, uh, in their guest room, I'm sleeping. There are seven pillows, you know. In my bed, there are seven pillows. So you can be in pillow number seven, or it doesn't matter, I'm in pillow number seven, or pillow number five. I go to third heaven. <laughs> I'm in third heaven. Because I have learned one thing. Give everything. Put all your cares upon him. He careth for you. This is his church. Yes. I said, this is his church. Yes. We are his people. This is his family. They have given, God has given the wife and the children to us. Because Bible says, children are gift from God. Oh, Bible says, children are gift from God. Lord, this is your gift. 
I'm not going to worry now. You take care of my children. For you, two years ago, I came and told you, my daughter, the youngest one, my oldest daughter is 40. My youngest daughter is 24 now. She got a letter from the dean. And the letter says, you have been taken out of your graduate program of pharmacy. Next paragraph. We will help you to pursue your education in different fields, different tracks. Actually, they use the word tracks. We will be very happy to meet your parents, but we will never discuss anything about readmission signed by the dean of that university. That was two years ago. I said, that was two years ago. Nothing could shake me, especially my wife. I said, Dad, I don't believe this letter. This is a form enemy trying to discourage us we will keep our eyes on Jesus Christ May 9th which is this Friday coming Friday Friday she will have the hooding ceremony on 10th she will have the degree doctorate in pharmacy <laughs> whose report you are going to believe and whose report you're going to read, I believe God. His report is, I have a plan for you to give you a brighter future. God has a plan for your life for a brighter future. Every eye close. Every eye close. Every eye close. In the midst of your difficulties, keep your eyes on Jesus. In the midst of your challenges, keep your eyes on Jesus. I want you to live for Jesus. I want you to live for Jesus. I want you to be a strong Christian. I want you to become a strong believer. No bitterness, no jealousy, no grudges. Believers, this is the sin churches has. We have to get rid of bitterness, jealousy, grudges, unforgiveness. And so that we can live with confidence. The Bible says, the effects of righteousness. It means if you have a right relationship with people and right relationship with God, you will have confidence. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that we could be part of your family. Thank you for the privilege you have given to us that we can come to you anytime with our needs. We thank you, Lord. I pray every member, everyone here shall be blessed by you. They will see their miracle. They will have their miracle. Marriages will be strong. Finance will be strong. Children will be strong. Leaders will be strong. Father, we thank you. You are a good God. 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 I'll pray in the third service tonight. And I'll just speak how we can live with confidence. 
I will continue the message which I started in the first service, which I only gave them three principles. I have seven more to go. But I want, I want to pray for people tonight. I want to anoint you. I want to bring the blessings of God upon you. Some of you are hurting in your marriages. I can see, I can see you are struggling. But God can do miracle. God can do miracle. Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. Spent the whole week studying the book of Hebrews. Thank you, God. 7.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night. Five days. What an awesome experience. When you're focused on God like that, His Word, how many know it really gets in your system? Really gets in your system. You know there was a verse. Today, if you hear my voice, you know what the next part of that verse says? Don't harden your heart. Today, if you hear His voice. How many here heard the voice of the Spirit speaking to you? We have a responsibility now. Don't harden your heart. What does that mean, Pastor? It means don't walk out of here and just forget everything you heard and just continue on as if nothing happened. You see, God is speaking to us. He wants us to apply these things into our lives. James says, you know, don't forget what this word is saying to you because you're like the person who looks at himself in the mirror and forgot what he looks like. It didn't have any benefit in your life. That is a sad state of being. I'll tell you that right now. And so as leaders in our church, we said, you know what? When God is speaking and you feel God speaking to you about something, we're going to open these altars every Sunday, okay? You just come down here, and especially after the second service, you can just come down here and sit, and altar workers will come up, and if you want to be alone, you can just say, hey, I'd like to be alone. I've had moments where I don't want anybody praying for me. I just want to be with God. Then there's other moments, it's really great, somebody comes along, and I want them to pray with me. I want that encouragement. I want somebody to agree with me in prayer. They'll be there for you, okay? How many hear what I'm saying? You guys hear this? So we don't just walk out of here like, oh, we never, you know, we heard this. Sometimes we hear amazing things, God's really speaking to us, and what do we do? We run out of here, and then it has no impact in our life. What a loss to us. God's speaking to you today. As I close the prayer and we send you out, you can stay. Did you guys hear that? You can stay. Let that word go right in your spirit. Say, God, what do you, what do you really, what's, what's the outcome of this now? You don't have to do that every Sunday. I don't think you have to do it every Sunday, but there are Sundays when God really grips you. Boy, that's the time you better stay. How many hear what I'm saying? Today, if you heard his voice speaking to you about something, don't harden your heart. Because that's what they did in the wilderness. And that generation did not receive God's blessing. They died. Did not receive God's destination, His promise. I'm going to preach on the book of Hebrews. Let me tell you, that is one of the most challenging books I've ever seen. But also one of the most encouraging books. Isn't that the way God is? Challenge and encouragement. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for Dr. Thomas. I thank you for his life. I thank you that he comes. I thank you that the Spirit of God is upon him. Thank you that you're speaking into our lives. And I pray today that we will hear your voice and we will do your will in our lives. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. God bless you.